If you are looking to continue developing your coaching skills or have a new coach that you'd like to train or onboard, check out our upcoming activity coaching clinics. We are hosting both our basics and advanced clinics every Monday for our basics clinic and Tuesday for our advanced clinic from 1.30 to 3 Central Standard Time. It runs October 2nd through November 6th, and you can learn more and register at heatherpriceconsulting.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina, where we discuss coaching strategies for the overachievers, the slow starters, and everyone in between. We're going to share everything we know about instilling early success habits, the science behind activity, and how to build a values-based, FR-centered coaching philosophy. Activity Coaching Conversations is all about balancing accountability with the art and science of coaching. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm giggling because we're real world here. I hear squeaking in the background, and it's our guest's dog, Kelty, playing with her toy. I love that she's living her best life and that brand we can new. hear her <laughs> brand new toy. Like, how do you take away brand the brand new toy? New toy? So I, may, I can't. <laughs> we may hear some squeaks here and there. If it gets too bad, we might have to take Kelty's toy away. But anyway, there is something about a brand new toy and a dog. Like, they are very obsessed, probably because it's not all crusty and, you know. Probably. Anyway, probably. Well, we are here today to talk about an FR's perspective, and our guest is Kevin Pills and his dog, Kelty. Kevin is an FR out of the Pizzuti Network office in West Hartford, Connecticut. He is just wrapping up his first official year this month, actually, in the next couple of weeks. I think December 1 is your date. Congrats. And on a fun, positive note, he's going to be heading to the Trailblazer Academy in a couple weeks. So exciting stuff coming up. Well, I had the pleasure of coaching Kevin starting back last December for the first six months, and I'm just so grateful that he agreed to join us today. A couple fun facts about Kevin. Interestingly, he joined Northwestern Mutual af- after a career in broadcasting and radio background. So does it feel like you're kind of coming home with the headsets and everything, Kevin? A little bit, a little bit. A little bit, uh, you know, not even close. Uh, it, it's <laughs> not so much of the hecticness of it, you know. Exactly. Yeah, we're good. I do feel a little bit at home, so this is up uh-huh. my alley. Good. Well, you just also recently got married to Erica. Was it August? I did. August. Yeah. August Congratulations. 7th. We went, to, yep. uh, we went over to Ireland and had a, a great time. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Big, a big thing right smack dab in the middle of your first year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah and I have some stories about that I could share after. <laughs> well, good. Well, I'm sure we'll get to a lot of the details of the first year here in just a little bit. So anyway, thank you so much for being here. Today, we really just want to have a conversation about your experiences with activity coaching, the good, the bad, and shall we say, potentially the ugly. <laughs> we just want we want the facts and, and your perspective. So let's dive in with just a high-level overview of your reflections from activity coaching. What do you remember? What did you like? What didn't you like? I really enjoyed activity coaching. I liked the consistency of it. I think it 100% helped me. You know, I was able to understand more things about myself and learn how to kind of do what works for me, but also, uh, you know, do what I needed to do to keep going. And it was really, I think the biggest thing for me that really helped was setting meaningful goals that were meaningful to me. And I think you did a very good job of trying to not only help me guide me to what those goals might be, but understand who I was too. So I, I really think the um, the time we spent together, you and I were able to build a connection where you understood where I was at, and you were able to push me a little bit when I needed it as well. 
So you had mentioned that you liked the consistency of it. And I have to say, Kevin, you were very consistent. You always. showed up. Yeah, I mean, you were. You were just always there. And you were always present. You were always prepared. I really appreciated that about you. And I remember when we had our conversation a while back that you talked about the importance of that consistency when it came to building relationships. I think when you're consistently late or consistently trying to dodge the meeting or not seeing the value in it, it, it really makes it hard on the relationship. But you were 100% bought in. So from a coach's perspective, I really, number one, I really appreciated that. I also loved that you said you learned a lot about yourself. As a coach, I really think it's important everybody's probably tired of hearing me say this, but my favorite quote, one of them is reflection turns experience into insight. And I feel like that is what activity coaching is, is an opportunity to reflect on the previous last few days and to turn those experiences into insight. And you honestly, Kevin, are from my experience in coaching a lot of people, you're a very self-reflective person anyway. I think you're very, you coached yourself a lot, quite honestly. There were times where you'd show up and you'd say, okay, I didn't hit my commitment. Here's what I needed to do. And so I love that about you. You mentioned that you had a hard time setting goals or that you appreciated setting goals that were specific to you. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, you know, I think a point system is great and it really does allow people to kind of start their business. But after a while, I felt that, well, I'm just, you know, setting a point just to set a point. So I need to find a way to kind of make that mine and find a way to make that work for what was going on that day. Because as a new rep, you probably uh, know it is a very chaotic life. And one week it can be one thing and the next it could be another thing. So really diving into, okay, what does this week look like? And, you know, it was, okay, I'm going to be, I don't have anything on my book for next week. So I need to be nine ahead and changing it up to, okay, well, I am not getting any QSs. So let's work on that. So really diving into the moment on what was important and figuring out how to best move forward in that. It's interesting because you just said, okay, I don't have any meetings on my calendar. I need to get to nine ahead. And that brings me to a good point about activity coaching and a question Sabina and I get often, which is, is it okay to coach people to less than Granum? And of course we want to, the goal is to help people grow, obviously. I think though, anytime I pushed you beyond what you felt you were capable of in any given day, you pushed back, you kind of bucked back very hard. And I learned that quickly about you. And it made me realize that you, I knew that you were not going to hit these commitments and they were going to mean nothing to you unless it was something that you set. But what I found was you got better results when you were, when you picked something that was a little, even if it was a little less than Granum, you were more likely to hit it than if it was something that I told you to do because it was Granum. I don't know if that's fair statement. It is a fair statement. And with Granum, I mean, Granum, you know, we, we have the 10, 3, 1, the, you know, all the, but Granum's all about ratios for you. And if you look at, you know, what it is about what might work for me might be something completely different that might work for somebody else. So my ratios, and we figured out Granum for Kevin. And that was, I think, really important to figure out, okay, well, the, this says this, but if Kevin does this, and one thing you kind of talked to me about is like, Kevin, you're really good on the phone. So, you know, if I did all that other things, I would have had, I would have been overwhelmed. And and I think you and I did a very good job diagnosing that. Spina, thoughts, questions? So I have a question that's a little bit unrelated to this, but a curiosity is how, when you were first recruited and you were in the recruiting and onboarding phase, how was activity coaching positioned for you? Like, what was your expectation coming into it? Well, I got an email from uh, Heather saying, hey, we're going to be doing this now. I was like, what is this? 
So <laughs> I, it was, and it was actually kind of a surprise to me because ah. I came from a industry where I wasn't given a lot of support. So it was mm-hmm. kind of awesome to me. It's like, wow, you're paying for someone to coach me. Yeah. This is great. So it came as a very pleasant surprise for me. Okay. Interesting. So it wasn't mentioned that that was the first time you knew you, you would be doing that. You know what? It okay. might have been mentioned, but in training, you have <laughs> not are, one of the things you, you have to be a sponge. <laughs> and it on, probably yeah. and probably was. I don't know. You know, it, it was a year ago now that I think about it. Yeah. There was just so much going on. And, you know, the, the pressure of getting your 300 names and everything like that. Yeah. I think as a new rep, you're just trying to figure out what's yeah. next. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I was just going to ask, what was your biggest meaningful goal for you in that first six months, 12 months? What was most important to you? Well, the most important thing to me was looking back, I think really is figuring out how I operated. And I know that's not a specific thing, but like what Heather said, like nine ahead, Heather and I figured out, you know, after a few months that if Kevin does this, he's going to see results. So figuring out my flow of things was, I Mm -hmm. think the most important thing I did overall. And I can say, as I said earlier, you know, one huge thing that really helped was when I went to Ireland to get married, that was two weeks off. So what I did was I said, okay, what does Kevin need to do to come back from Ireland and not fall underwater? And I think activity coaching actually really helped me figure out how to think ahead in that regard. So that I, I know that's not a direct answer to your question, but I, I hope that I hope that answers. No, that's that, no, that's at. fine. Yeah, that's I, I just was looking for, for you personally what that was. So one of the things I'm taking away from this conversation too is I'm recalling now, I'm recollecting back to some of our conversations, Kevin, when you did get you had moments and streaks where you were 20, 25 ahead. And I'm going to call a spade a spade. The wheels kind of started falling off for you. You got overwhelmed. It was like too much, right? Like it just the organization, things kind of fell apart. And that's what I love about activity coaching is we have Granum as the standards, right? And as the expectation. And we also have to customize it to the person that we know where it is a spot where they're getting good results and it's not too much or too little. It's kind of like Goldilocks, right? When Daniel yeah. Pink talks about <laughs> Goldilocks, the Goldilocks effect, finding the right, finding the right amount of push and pull and support and challenge. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was 100% accurate for me is like, because as a new rep, as you know, it's like, yes, you need to do all these other things, but there's all these other things I need to do to keep up with it. So it was really important to what was meaningful to me and I was able to keep up with. Sabina asked a great question, which was like, how do they position activity coaching? I'm curious, what was different about activity coaching compared to some of the other development or accountability venues that you were in? For example, like client builder or mentor meetings? Client builder is very group oriented and, you know, I enjoy it because I get to talk to my peers and kind of figure out, you know, where are they at? What's working for them? What's not working for them? But it's not individualized to me. And it's in a limited time. You only only have it once a month. Mentor, my mentor, John is probably, he's amazing. I think he is a true, he's probably one of the best teachers I've ever had. And, but our, our time together is focusing on the sale, a lot of it. And that's something I needed to work on is like, Okay, how do I become a smoother talker? And that that's and also the ins and outs of the business. Like, John, how does this work? How does this work? How does this work? And when you're doing that, you're figuring out how things work. Sometimes you're not focusing on, okay, what do I need to do to get more meetings? So it really was a completely different and good reminder than as a new rep, everything else is going on. You're still focusing on that and you can find a swing of things. 
Anything that stood Hope out that to the you? Question. <laughs> no, it does. I'm curious if there's anything that stood out to you about activity coaching that was different than the other venues that you really appreciated that you got through activity coaching that yeah, you did not yeah. get and, through other venues. Well, you know, and and it, I think that's really the accountability because you know your mentor is always going to be your biggest cheerleader, no matter what. Even even if you if they really like you, they're always going to have your back, and that's how it should be. Whereas, and you know, in the which we call client builder, you know, you're in a group, you don't have a lot of time to kind of really dive deep in the number. Whereas the relationship we built together, you were like, Kevin, I got to be honest with you, you didn't do this. And I'd be like, <laughs> and I'd be like yeah. And kind of off that note, one thing I really enjoyed is one time I remember you, you came to me with something I didn't do. And I'm not very quick on my feet when I mess up. And I came back to you and said, listen, the reason I didn't do this was because I couldn't think in the moment to get a response to you. And because so you couldn't come up with an excuse uh, fast enough. <laughs> well, not just an excuse. It was I'm more kidding. along the lines of, well, but it was like, you were like, why'd you do? And it really got me thinking of, okay, if I'm doing this with Heather and I'm stalling, how does that portray me? To, what am I doing with other people? So I learned that about myself too. Yeah. I really like the accountability of it too. And the consistency. You bring up an interesting point too, because I we counsel people a lot, activity coaches, to say when you say something in a meeting and the person either doesn't respond or you know or gets upset or you know doesn't like the feedback, what you just said kind of reinforces what we're teaching people. Just people will go away, they'll think about it a little bit, and then they then they'll come back and talk about it. So just because it you didn't make a response in the meeting doesn't mean that you aren't thinking about it once you've left the meeting, right? Oh, oh, I would, I would, I was the king of <laughs> going over everything that happened in my head and saying, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to think about this, say it next yeah. time. So he absolutely. Yeah. That's why I always think I'm, I'm really good at coming back with a comeback three days later. You know, I always want to go back to people and <laughs> in say, the shower, hey, like, remember oh, when you said that? that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can totally um, relate to that. <laughs> the George Costanza effect. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But the good thing, it wasn't necessarily come back. It was just more right. of learning myself and how I can communicate better. Yeah. Well, it's that reflection piece that Heather talked about. You know, you don't always have Absolutely. the insight in the exact moment. So mm-hmm. it's awesome. So I'm curious, tell me a little bit about, some people will ar- argue that it's difficult to build a relationship in 15 minutes twice a week. I would argue that, but I'm curious from your perspective as the FR, how did you feel about our relationship? Was it a good relationship? What do you attribute that to? Talk to me a little bit about that. I think the first thing I attribute it to is you. I think you were very good in figuring out who I was and what I needed and the consistency. I love the Tuesday. We had Tuesday, Thursday, but I love the morning. You know, it, as a new rep, there isn't a lot of consistency in your life because you are literally everything's baptism by fire. But the one thing that was always consistent was every Tuesday and every Thursday at 9 a.m., I started with Heather and talked about what was going on. And I, I think that really helped me develop a, a meaningful relationship because of the consistency. And that was really nice. So I think that it, it 15 minutes twice a week really did. And I, I would say, you know, I was like, oh man, one of the things that was nice about Tuesday and Thursday was like, it was like, oh wow, I didn't do my thing. I got to do it tomorrow. So Heather doesn't get mad at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it That's is it is designed to be that way on purpose. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So no, I, I think, I think 15 minutes was anything more than that. It would have been like, okay, I got to go do my stuff with everything else I have going on. Would mm-hmm. you concur that it is 
like I heard a talk years and years ago. And one of the things that the speaker said was you have to go deep fast. And I think that's the necessity of activity coaching. It's not just about, did you do this? Did you do that? But it's really, I mean, you have a lot of deeper conversations and I think that connects people more than time, right? Like sometimes it takes time to build a relationship, but if you get right into the stuff about not just not just the numbers, but the personal growth and the personal reflection that that brings you closer as well. Absolutely. And oh, just one thing. I think that the 15 minutes was so good because the reality is as an FR, you have so many other things going on. So the quicker that you can get on that deeper level is the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kudos to you, Kevin, for being very authentic and open. You weren't afraid to share anything with me. You wore everything on your sleeve. This is just a good reminder for me when I'm coaching people that I need to remind them. And we can do that by opening up ourselves as coaches, by being vulnerable and being authentic right from the get-go and sharing our thoughts and being honest about concerns so that our advisors and our FRs can do the same thing in return. Because that, like Sabina said, is what gets us deeper, faster. So... I think that was a big contributing factor to the relationship that we had was how open we were with one another. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how you transitioned off of activity coaching. I giggled a little bit when we touched base. I think it was either right before or right after your wedding and asked how things were going. And you, yeah, you had some interesting thoughts on like how it felt right after activity coaching and then two months later. So fill us in on that. So the term I used was it was like a kid going to college for the first time. Be like, I can do whatever I want now. And I did not appreciate activity coaching as much as I did when I didn't have it, you know? And so for in my May, when I was, you know, meeting with Heather and June and July were very slow for me in my business. And it was the first two months without Heather. And all of a sudden it was like, Oh, things are really slow. And I used the skills I, I to really, that I learned to kind of get back to where I needed to go. And it was scary. <laughs> um, but so at first it was great. It's like, I'm king of the world. I can do whatever I want. I don't need to be do this, this, and this, and this. I can. But then, uh, you know, when the paychecks don't happen and you look, you're like, reality hits. And uh, reality will find you no matter how far you run away from it. And then it was like, okay, well, what was I doing before that I wasn't doing now? And that really helped me, I think, remember, learn to get back on my feet. And in all honesty, I think the Ireland trip, looking at that and be like, okay, if I don't do this, what what I did before and I come back, I'm going to be screwed. So <laughs> looking ahead really helped me reflecting and then saying, okay, what can I do to fix this? To that point, you said looking ahead. When we wrapped up at six months, this is kind of random, but I remember it vividly. When we wrapped up our coaching at six months, one of the things I always do with FRs, and I remember having this conversation with you, is asking, what does the next six months look like for you? And I remember you having a challenge, like being able to envision your success and what that looked like. Like goal setting was really hard for you. And I think part of it, if I remember correctly, was you saying that like you're you didn't have a whole lot growing up, right? Like it wasn't, you weren't super motivated by purchases or by vacations or big ticket items. So for somebody that is, I guess, that struggles with setting goals, how does that correlate to coaching? Does it make it harder to coach somebody? I guess, tell me a little bit about the goal setting process and how that worked for you. Yeah. I struggle sometimes when I do something and I have accomplishment. I feel like a dog who's chasing a car who finally caught up to it. It's like, oh, what, what, what now? It still is something I struggle with. And I'm trying to 
get that abundance mentality is like, okay, well, Tether, you would say this to me. He's like, Kevin, you, you can do this. You're so good. Don't undersell yourself. So I think trying to remind myself that I am good at this and not to settle for good enough. And, and that was something I'm going into 2024 with is like, Kevin, you're not just good enough. You, you're, you're great. So do it and get that abundance mentality. And that's something I still struggle with is trying to figure out, okay, what, what do I, because I'm not uh, so much of a material thinker, it's like, well, what do I want? I remember you saying too, that you're competitive with yourself, not with other people. Like you really don't want. So, I mean, I'm going to coach you now for a second going into 2024, right? Like compare what is your best and come and let's beat that next year. That's a great question. Yeah, no. It, and it's actually funny, you know, going into this business. I remember in our, one of our first few meetings, I was like, well, if I do what I did in my old job, I'll be happy, you know, and I did that. So now it's like, okay, let's double it. So, uh, and that's kind of where, where I'm as like, let's double it. And let's um, do it and again. Go from there. Yeah. Let's do it again. We'll in do it again and more. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. And, and that makes a great point because again, one of the things that we try to teach coaches is sometimes people have their own inner, like, like when people change careers, that's often one of the first things I just want to make what I made before to justify the switch. And then I'll worry about Correct. going the next step. And we tend to throw around a lot of big numbers all the time. And, and I think it's important to remember that people have certain milestones in their own mind that might not be what we think they quote should be, but they're the things that motivate people. So I just want to agree with you. I mean, like that mm -hmm. was to me, the biggest thing is like, can I justify mm -hmm. doing this and moving? And I just like what you said. It, it's so true. And then in my mind, that was my goal, but you know, to everyone else, it's like, Oh, I want, you know, 40 lives in six months. It's like that didn't nothing against that, but that didn't mean anything mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Whereas what you just said did. Yeah. So talk about the balance that you felt from Heather, because Heather and I have known each other many, many years and worked together. The balance of support and challenge and how that impacted you. Like, it, you know, there's probably times when she was very direct with you and times when, to your point, you know, I believe in you, you can do this, you're really good. What was the balance and how did that impact you? Well, I'm not going to lie. It's definitely you have to swallow your ego a little bit when you mess up. Um, and that's never fun. It's difficult to deal with but it in the long run it helps because once you, once you're able to step back away from it and be like yeah she's right <laughs> you're yeah I, you learn from it and like i said earlier i think that the things activity coaching was the the things that really stuck out was when it was done mm -hmm. the things that all the things i took from it it, it was like yeah. oh okay that's why we were doing that so i think that all the conversations we had in those six months i didn't really uh take into account how important they were until after. So it was a good balance between mm -hmm. um, support and, hey, you messed up. There's a lot of statistics that show that what an advisor does in their first six months, the habits that they create, the productivity and activity that they have is typically mirrored in the future. So five years out, typically whatever habits they built in those first six months, that's what they're still doing five years later. And I think that's the importance of activity coaching because like you said, you built the right habits the first six months and then for two months you kind of took off, right? You got away from those habits and then you quickly realized, oh, shoot, wait a second. I need to get back to those habits. And, you know, for Sabina and I as activity coaches and trainers, like that's the big message we want to get across is you only have your first six months one time to get it right. And that's, I think, the message we want to convey to the new advisors is like, you've got one time to get off to a fast start and this is it. So just really emphasizing that. 
All right. So let's wrap up with a couple questions. I would just love to hear your overall advice. Two things. Number one, for new advisors who are just getting started, you know, what advice do you have for them in regards to activity coaching? And then most of our audience is activity coaches. What advice would you give to an activity coach listening today? The advice I would get give to activity coaches is understand who you're talking to and what, you know, are they, you know, what's important to them in their personal life? What are they doing this weekend? Do they have any fun things that are going on? Is there anything in their life that's stressing them? Like, is their mom sick or, and understand their personal day-to-day life because there's a lot going on in a new rep's life that's outside of the business that can really impact their productivity. And if an activity coach doesn't understand that, they're going to get resented. So that's really important to me, I think, is that understand who you're talking to and what makes them tick and any other stuff like, that might be going on in life. I always like to tell people they're human beings first and FR second. Like, yeah, you know, that's not their whole identity for sure. And for many of them, it, it's not even an identity yet because they've just mm-hmm. made this scary switch mm-hmm. and they don't know what's going on. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so they're scared. And I, I think that understanding too. And the other thing is that activity coaches need to understand that when it comes to numbers, you know, we're being hit with, you need to do this number, you need to do this number, you need to do this number. So really finding that meaningful goal is so important because it's number overload at the beginning. And you're like, well, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I must be messing up. So find what makes people tick. Yeah, that one commitment, right? Because it can be overwhelming to have to focus on all the things. But if you can focus on, I mean, clearly you need the balance, but it's nice to have that one commitment to keep you focused and centered. How about advice for new FRs? Be consistent. Take it seriously. You might learn something you didn't know and be open-minded. I mean, it sounds so simple, but it's so true. If you think, if you come into something and think, oh, this isn't going to work, then you probably shouldn't be in this business to begin with. Keep an open mind and take constructive criticism. And if you do have something to say and that you you disagree, take your time. Don't feel like you need to rush and come back and rebuttal right away. Take your time, think about it and have a conversation. And also get to know your, the same thing with uh, FR, get to know your activity coach, Mm -hmm. what goes on in their life, because it's, it's the exact same thing that your coach could say something based on the stress that they have in their life. So don't take it personally. Good advice. Good advice. Kevin, it was so great reconnecting with you. Thank you for being with us today. And I'll be Um, in Wisconsin on two weeks. I know. Honestly, you're going to have to text me because I'm 20 minutes from the home office. So let me know. Maybe we can connect in person, which would be awesome. Um, Happy anniversary. Happy one year anniversary to you. And um, good luck. It is. It is. And good luck in 2024. Thank you so much, guys. Pleasure. Right. Let me know if you ever want See me back. See you later. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And for those of you that are looking for continued development in 2024 with activity coaching, Sabina and I did post our clinic dates for the new year. So if you're looking to brush up on those coaching skills, check those out on either my website or Sabina's website. We'd love to be a part of your development in the new year. Thanks so much. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us today for Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina. If you found value in this conversation, please like, share, and leave a review in your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about our activity coaching clinics and how to hone your skills, visit heatherpriceconsulting.com. Link is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Keep learning and growing. growing.